You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. So this morning I want to share with you on the process and the making of a conqueror. The process and the making of a conqueror. I know the Bible says that we are more than conquerors through Christ that love us. Right? But I'm telling you, there are things. You are going to subdue some forces. You are going to subdue powers. Powers that have had control over your life will bow to you. Are you following me? They will bow to you. They will surrender to you. They will surrender to you. We are going to demonstrate the power of God like never before in this land. We are going to do it. And every one of you is invited to join this. <laughs> yeah. So that is why you should not cry about what you are going through. It's part of the building blocks. It's part of the process. God is taking you through a process. And he wants to make you to be a conqueror. He wants you to conquer territories. He wants you to conquer forces. He, want you, he wants you to conquer princes. Principalities will bow. Do you understand what I'm saying? But there is a process. Why? There is a making process. There is a making process. And that's why we should not mellow down. But rather let's intensify. Because what is before us is awesome. It's awesome. And that's why I say he is nervous of what is happening. Even what you are going through right now. <laughs> he knows. I'm sure from history, he's able to predict that when you are going through, when he sees somebody going through a certain process, he knows that God is up to something with that person. He knows that God is up to something with that person. And so, that is why you must stop complaining. Okay? If it's hard, just say ouch or help or more grace, Lord. Or more fire. More fire. And I'm telling you, God is going to manifest His glory and His power through us.
That is why we must not allow the enemy to have the final say. Are you following me? Yes, we must not. But it comes by fire. It comes by fire. When the fire of God is released into your life. Okay, let's go to Exodus. I hope you are doing your purple book. This does not mean that you are excused from purple book today. All right, you are still committed, right? You're still committed. Your two lessons today. Okay, awesome. We're in agreement. In the book of Exodus, the Bible says of the children of Israel, verse seven, it says, but chapter. Chapter 1, sorry. <laughs> I thought you guys were in the spirit. Come on. <laughs> you should just know these things. <laughs> Exodus chapter 1, verse 7. But the children of Israel were fruitful and increased abundantly. Can you see that? multiplied and grew exceedingly mighty and the land was filled with them. (laughs) Now, 70 people went into Egypt. Alright? Jacob and his family. 70 of them went into Egypt. By this time, There were millions. So the Bible says the children of Israel were fruitful. May you be fruitful. May you be fruitful. Because it's with fruit that we are going to dominate. We are going to conquer some things. You just need to produce certain fruit. And there are certain voices that will be quiet. Do you understand? Yeah. You just have to raise a few dead people. Alright? And people will stop doubting that God is with you. Do you understand? people? And you need to be ready for that. You need to raise a few crippled people. Straighten some crooked legs. And the controversy will stop. When you say, thus says the Lord, people will listen. Yeah, they will listen. Why? Because you have demonstrated it. You have demonstrated it. So, they were fruitful and they increased abundantly. Not just a little increase. Abundantly. All right? They multiplied and grew exceedingly mighty. And the land was filled with them. The land will be filled with us. (laughs) Do you believe that? 
Yeah. So, obviously, this began to intimidate Egypt. All right? Now, there arose a new king over Egypt who did not know Joseph. (laughs) There will always be someone that did not know Joseph. (laughs) And he said to his people, Look, the people of the children of Israel are more and mightier than we. That's what they'll be saying about us. Do you understand? These people are more. They are mightier. Might. They'll be seeing the might of God in your life. But there is a process. There is a process. But I want you to get ready to be mighty. (laughs) All right? Get ready to intimidate. I mean, these guys intimidated a whole nation. Can you imagine that? It's like, it's like when God blessed um, Isaac. And Abimelech was <laughs> a whole nation was jealous of Isaac. Has a nation been jealous of you before? But there is a realm like that. There's a realm like that. There's a, you see, when you read the scriptures, you need, to, you need to understand that these things are not just written just for you to know what happened before. No, yeah, so you know what happened before and you know it can happen again. So you can believe that the God that did it before is the same God you are serving. All right? It's the same God you are serving, and He has the capacity to do that. Hmm? Yeah, so He says, Come, let us deal shrewdly with them, lest they all multiply. And it happened in the event of war that they also join our enemies and fight against us. So go up out of, uh, so, and so go up out of the land. I think he was beginning to sense that these people are about to move out. <laughs> but he was not sure of how to, <laughs> how to manage what he was sensing. Mm. Therefore set taskmasters over them to afflict them with their burdens. And they built for Pharaoh supply cities, Pithom and Ramses. But the more, come on, look at verse 12. Let's read it. But the more they afflicted them, the more they multiplied and grew. And they were in dread of the children of Israel. Hallelujah. The more they afflicted them, the more they grew. Nothing can stop you, I'm telling you. What is inside you, what you are carrying is so powerful. It's so potent. It's the omnipotent one that is inside you. So nothing can kill it. So far as you cooperate with him. Alright? So far as you cooperate with him. And they were in dread of the children of Israel. A whole nation were in dread. You know know what dread means? 
Now, what does it mean? Sorry? Exceedingly fearful. Yeah, the kind of fear that makes you shake. Hmm? Have you, has anything, did anything ever shake you before? Dread. That's what was happening to Egypt. These people have not even done anything. They are just living their normal life. But the enemy is in dread. There is that dimension. Okay? There is that dimension where you have not even done anything. You just come in. And some people are shaking. What is she coming to do here now? What's the next thing? Who knows? What next? They're just afraid. They don't know why they're afraid of you. But you're carrying something. They cannot place their finger on it. But they know. Don't dare this one. Okay? So, when the enemy is, is so fearful of you, how is he going to overcome you? Why won't you conquer him? You have to. You have to subdue him. When you open your mouth and say, hey, stop that. He can't resist. He's already paralyzed with fear. So I want people that will paralyze demons. When they go anywhere, demons will respect them. Do you understand? When you open your mouth and say, what are you doing here? Get out. They'll ask you, where should I go to, sir? Jesus sent them to the dry places. Somebody said... (laughs) Somebody in the desert said, please, don't send demons to us. <laughs> huh? Don't send them to us. No! <laughs> you, you can send them somewhere else. Yeah. So, the Egyptians made the children of Israel serve them with rigor. And they made their lives bitter with Hard bondage in mortar, in brick, and in all manner of service in the field. And all their service in which they made them serve was with rigor. So, you see, the enemy's response to the might in Israel was servitude. He said, no, let me... Let me put more pressure on them. Let me fight them. Let me so that what? To break them down. And sometimes the enemy wants to break you down. But you are more than conquerors. You will overcome. You know what? One thing I believe is this. There is nothing that I face that will defeat me. For many years, that's, I just carry, I just believe that. Because the Bible says that he will not allow you huh? to suffer what you cannot handle. Is that not so? He's able to make a way of escape. 
He will not allow you to face what is beyond you. So if you face it, that means you have the capacity. That, that means you have the capacity. And you have to have what I call the overcomer's complex. You know, there is inferiority complex. There is superiority complex. But there is what I call overcomer's complex. Say overcomer's complex. Yeah, one day I'm going to teach you on the overcomer's complex. When you have the overcomer's complex, it doesn't matter what comes. Your default setting is that you are, you are done with that. So, they were afflicting these people. But the, the Israelites didn't know that this was part of the process that God was taking them through to finish Egypt. So, they were groaning. And of course, because of all of this, they began to cry to God. They began to cry to God. Let me just skip to chapter 2, verse 23. It says, Now it happened in the process of time, the king of Egypt died. Then the children of Israel groaned because of the bondage. And they cried out. And their cry came up to God because of the bondage. Now, they've been groaning. They've been serving. The servitude was so bad. How many people? You, you know, sometimes you feel this is too much now. This is getting too much now. Huh? You're going through all of that. Make no mistake. It's taking you somewhere. Did you hear me? Amen. It's taking you somewhere. I look back at my life and I see some things that I went through. And I'm saying, wow. By then it was... What? See this. Now I can see what was formed through what I went through. There are certain character traits that have been developed. They are like cast iron. Nothing can move me. Why? I've gone through worse. Are you getting me? Yeah, there was a time... We, you know, I just told my wife, I said, look, if everything finishes, we start afresh. We, we're sorted. Yeah, we've done it before. We will do it again. If everybody walks away from us, that's okay. God, is not, God has not abandoned us. We will start again. You know why? Because we've done it before. <laughs> we've done it before. If everybody says things about us, they, it doesn't matter what you say. I cannot cry about what people say. Why? Because people have called me demon-possessed. People have called me uh, fornicator. People have called me all kinds of things. And I'm like, wow. So is it now that somebody will say something and I'll start crying? Hmm? Is it now? Do you understand what I'm saying? There are things you go through that prepare you. And I'm sure you have your own story. There are things that prepare you. And you need to go through that. Yes? So even when you cry out to God in the midst of all of that, 
God is going to respond. And when he responds, oh my goodness. It's going to be hectic. Amen? Yeah. So the enemy doesn't like it when you don't give up. He doesn't like it. So don't give him that credit by giving up. Okay? Yes. So they groaned. And then verse 24. So God heard their what? Their groaning. And with God what? Remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. Hallelujah. And God looked upon the children of Israel. And God what? Acknowledged them. There is a lot at work here. These people, God had destined that they were going to come out of Egypt. Do you understand? Just like there are some things God has destined for you. And it's not defeat. Hallelujah. It's not defeat. It's not part of your destiny. So when it seems as if you are being defeated... Just know that you are in transition. You are in transition. So, God heard their groanings. They, I mean, they got to a point now, they are crying out to God. Not only are they praying, groaning is different from prayer. Okay? Groaning. That is what a woman goes through when he, she is in labor. Hello? Yes. When she's travailing. That's another word for it. So they are travailing now. They're coming to... I remember those days when my wife was about to deliver. (laughs) Huh? When you get to that point, you're about to birth something. Yeah. So even in the spirit, when you are in that state that you begin to groan, a miracle is about to come forth. They are about to give birth. Here they were groaning to give birth to deliverance. They were groaning to give birth to deliverance. They, they didn't know. They didn't understand. But God is working something. As a woman travails in birth, I mean, they are travailing in their condition. But God was about to bring out something. A mighty deliverance that has never existed, never happened in the whole of history. So it's okay to groan. It's okay to travail. Do you understand? It's okay to travail. You get to a point where it it has taken you. Then what do you do? You involve your emotions. You involve your entire being in, in, in entreating God. Then God looks. 
then he'd say, see, he remembered. He remembered his covenant. So when you get to the realm of groaning, you activate certain memories in God. So you have to go through that process. Where you respond to your situation in a way that will trigger certain memories in God. Now, not that God is a man to forget. But you highlight it. (laughs) You are highlighting something before him. And God is looking. He says, yes, I told Abraham. I promised Abraham. I promised Isaac. I promised Jacob. Now is the time. Now is the time. Hallelujah. So you are going through things and you are groaning before God. And as you are groaning, God moves. Then things begin to, the the, the things begin to change in the realm of the spirit. Hmm? Yeah. Then God is about to respond. And it was this groaning that led to God manifesting himself to Moses. It was the groaning of the people. Do you know that what we are praying here is going to give birth to some ministries? I'm telling you. It's going to give birth to some ministries. It's going to give birth to some churches. It's going to give birth to some generals. It's going to give birth to some warriors. Yeah, some people are going to have encounters because you are praying. Yeah, because you are groaning, your groaning will birth a ministry. Yeah, it will. It will birth a move. (laughs) So you see here that these guys, they were going through all of this, right? Then you see in, 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 in chapter 3, verse 1, it says, Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the back of the desert and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him. In a flame of fire from the midst of a bush. So he looked and behold the bush was burning with fire. But the bush was not consumed. This was born out of the groaning. This encounter, this experience Moses had. Came out of the groaning of the Israelites. Came out of the groaning of the Israelites. And that's how come we're going to, we're going to birth moves that will crush the enemy. Amen. That will crush every Pharaoh in the land. Amen. I'm telling you. This is how we're going to birth it. We're going to birth encounters. People will have encounters with Jesus. With the Father. With fire. Because we're groaning. Because we're pressing into God. 
And this is going to lead to the deliverance of multitudes. Multitudes will be delivered. When those guys were groaning, they didn't know Moses would come forth. They didn't know it would produce a Moses. They didn't know. They were only concerned about what they were going through. But God was concerned about his bigger program. But God will put everything together. He will orchestrate everything. And he will process it. By the time he's finished, you will be surprised. Everybody will be surprised. Say, how? How come? (laughs) So God appears to Moses. He appears to Moses. Then Moses said, I will not turn aside. I will now turn aside and see the great side. Why the bush does not burn. So when the Lord saw that he had turned aside to look, God called to him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here I am. And he said, do not draw near this place. Take your sandals off your feet for the place where you stand is holy ground. Moses said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. Then the Lord said, I have surely seen the oppression of my people. Can you see? It's all about the people. There are certain things you experience in your life. You think it's because of you. No, it's because of the people. It's because of the people that God has chosen you to... to, to, to Uh, To affect. He has chosen you to reach certain people. And because of them, he is going to give you certain experiences. He's going to give you certain experiences. Because of the people. Hallelujah. Why does God anoint people? Do you think he anoints you because of you? The anointing is not even for you. If you are anointed, it's not for you. Haven't you noticed that there are people that God used tremendously, healed so many people, raised so many dead people, and when they are sick, (laughs) Uh, look at Catherine Coleman. God used her tremendously. People come into her meetings cursing God, and they go back healed. That's what I mean is people that have no faith. Zero faith. Getting healed. They say sometimes God will manifest in her meetings. There will be like um, lightning. And people will see it. It's not like a vision. (laughs) Yes, yes. They will see the light. Blue light. In the meeting. Huh? People start standing up. Wheelchair. Things happening. And then she died of cancer. You see, the number of cancer people that got healed. People, terminal cases. They'll bring them to our meetings on machines. 
and they get up healed. How do you explain that? That anointing is for the people. For the people. For her, she has to develop her own faith. <laughs> to believe God like every other person. That's the truth about ministry. So people think that because someone is anointed, that means, you know, everything. No, 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 no. He has to also, like every other person, develop and grow. He has to de- develop his walk with God in such a way that he can be immune to certain things. He has to develop his faith. And of course, there are other principles. But that's to tell you, the kind of... Um, the, 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 the kind of anointing people carry is not for the people. God won't anoint you so that you look good. Huh? So that people will respect you. No, 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 no. It's not about you. He said, now, at least now, they will recognize that God is with me. It's not about you. So put self aside and focus on the people. Focus on the people. And that's why people that are too self-centered cannot be used by God. God cannot anoint people who are just too self-centered. They don't think about how to bless anybody. They don't think about how to change anybody's life. They don't think about how to reach any other person. All they're thinking is me, myself, and I. God cannot. God has no time for that. He sent Jesus to die for people. Jesus died. Is that not something? Do we want his death to be wasted in our generation? No. And that's why we need to reach. We need to reach out. Amen? Amen. Where are we? Verse 7. The Lord said, I have surely seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt and have heard their cry. Why? Because of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. God is not ignorant. He knows. He says, for I know their sorrows. Alright? And so I have come down. Do you notice that. I have what? Come down. Every time in scripture, if you read your Bible, anywhere it says God came down. Ah, <laughs> there are things that happen. So this is not like a, you know a um, figurative statement. No, no, God came down. In other words, He left His throne and came down. Yeah, He said, "I have what come down." It's like in Genesis 11, verse 1, where they were building the Tower of Babel, God came down. And when he came down, I mean, look at, look at us today. Uh, you speak Zulu, I speak Kosa, or I speak whatever. All because God came down. So when God comes down, somebody say, when God comes down. God comes down. Things change. When God comes down. It doesn't always come down. 
But when he comes, read your Bible. When he comes down, ha. <laughs> Things happen. Amen? So, God cannot come down with you or to you and then something is intimidating you. Do you understand what I'm saying? This is the Almighty. This is the El Shaddai. This is the Creator. This is the one that spoke and everything came into being. And he didn't have to come down. Why? Because these people have been groaning, 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 groaning. God decided, I'm not sending any Gabriel. I'm not sending Gabriel. No, 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 no. I'm not sending Michael. I, I am coming down. I'm coming down myself to sort it out. I'm coming down because of my promise, my covenant. With Abraham. And that's why you need to understand the power of covenant. Because it's one of the major weapons that God will use in these days. Covenant. Is it because they are killed fighters? No. There's a covenant in place. <laughs> Amen. So I have come down to do what? Deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up from the land, from that land, to a good land, good and large land, to a land flowing with milk and honey. To the place of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, and the Hivites and the Jebusites. And now behold the cry of the children of Israel has come to me and I have also seen the oppression with which the Egyptians oppressed them. God is seeing everything. He says, so he said, I will certainly be with you and this shall be a sign to you that I have sent you when you have brought the people out of Egypt, you shall serve God on this mountain. There's so much there, but let's, let's just say this, that look, the, what you are going through is part of the process. Okay? If you have given your life to Jesus and say, Lord, I want you to be my Lord. I want you to be my master. I want you to be my savior. You, if you've surrendered to him, then he takes charge. Then he now begins to orchestrate things. Okay? He begins to order things. Now he has a bigger master plan. Everything is going to come together at the end of all. Do you understand? It doesn't matter what anybody is doing, where they are. Or... So that's why you, it's... When people start saying, oh, well, I, I want to do my own thing. You, you, you don't know... You, you don't understand. It's not your. It's not about you. Do you understand? It's about the king and his kingdom. Alright? So, it's where, how does it fit into your, the bigger scheme of things? So, he is doing oh, those little, little things in your life. 
they are fitting into a puzzle. So the Israelites were going through certain things, but they didn't realize God made a promise to Abraham. 400 years old promise that is about to be fulfilled. Now, you don't know the promises that God made to some of your forefathers who knew him. You don't know, right? But I'm telling you, they're still in force. They're still in force. Yeah. I heard, I heard somebody saying that uh, the Lord told her that the reason why he chose Trump is because of something from generations. Now, I, 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 don't, I, I, mean, I don't like the guy. <laughs> but what has that got to do with anything? So there is a covenant that God remembered about him. And based on that, God now responds by bringing him up. I don't know where you are in your political persuasion, but God is a God of covenant. And the covenant you are walking in is not a covenant of defeat. Do you understand? Yeah, there's no defeat in your future. So, whatever you're facing right now, it's part of the process of making you a conqueror. Ha! Where you will conquer Egypt. Amen. And I would say, send Moses, go to Pharaoh, and Moses would just go. But the Bible says there were times that Moses would just stretch his rod, and boom, the whole nation is... Lies, just fill the whole nation. All the sand become lies. A man, one man. How do you get to that point? That means that even in our day, people are going to walk in some unusual power. Amen. I'm telling you. Yeah. But understand that it's not starting with you. It's not because, oh, you are strong. Then it started. No, no, no. Impatience before. There are certain things. God is looking. God will look into your life and look right back. If there's nothing in your family tree, he will trace it back to Abraham. Okay? And he can pull from there. He can pull from Abraham. If need be. Do you understand? He can pull from there and use that to break the backbone of the enemy. In your life. And that's why when you read your Bible and you see these patriarchs, you need to pay close attention to their lives. Pay close attention to their lives. Why? Because that's the foundation. 
Do you not see that Paul says that the church is built on the foundation of the apostles and the what? And the prophets. That's your foundation. And if they were not defeated, you cannot be defeated. Am I communicating? So, are you ready? For unusual manifestation. For mind-blowing manifestations. It doesn't matter who you are linked with in the spirit. Some people might be traced back to David. Some people might be traced back to Moses. Some people might be traced back to Elijah. When you read the Bible, who is it that really like you really connect with? Come on. Who do you connect with? Joseph. Yeah. So, because of that, if you can zero into that more, study it, and draw from his life, I'm telling you, things will start happening in your life. That's why I'm, there are some people you find, you'll notice that I keep going back to some people. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm excavating. I'm digging deep. Yeah, I'm digging deep. Why? Because from there I can draw certain things. If God made a covenant with David, the sure mercies of David, I can connect from there. I can tap from there. And that one, nobody can beat me. Do you understand? So that's why even if you are down, don't stay down. Connect with one patriarch or two. And then there will be a combination. Yeah? Yeah? There will be a combination of, 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 of covenant powers. Covenant forces will flow into you. And the enemy will just find out, oh my God, I can't beat this one. That's why he doesn't mind Christians being religious so far as they don't dig further. So far as they don't get to those <laughs> revelations. So far as they don't begin to connect. If you can just read it as a Bible story, he doesn't mind. But now, when you start reading it to say, no, no, this is now me. I can now see myself in this. Yes? I can see myself in this. I can now walk in this. I can now believe God for this. And this can be real in my life today. When you start getting to that that dimension, he doesn't like it. Doesn't like it. Because when you get to that, the same spirit that that person had. That's why, you see, John the Baptist came in the spirit and power of who? Elijah. Hi. Elijah. So he came prophesying. 
In fact, Jesus said, Elijah has come and gone. And who was he talking about? John the Baptist. Because that's Elijah's son in the spirit. So, just as you read the Bible, I'm just saying you why you need to read the Old Testament as well. What, who is it that resonates so much with you? When you read it, it's like something. Zero into that. Zero into that and continue to chew that. Continue to chew that. Continue to meditate on that. Until it begins to flow in your life. Because it will. It will. So imagine all of us, everybody locates and brings, is able to bring something from, from thousands of years. Can you imagine what this nation will be? So you are walking in Elijah, you are walking in Moses. That's why you see the tribes, our tribes. <laughs> you can dig into that and bring out the very virtue that those guys walked in. I'm telling you, you can. <laughs> so, I think we need to stop. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you ready? This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.